Welcome to Third to First Youth Baseball Show. We're Tim and Eric, bringing you our perspective, being as we are both coaches and parents. We take a look at and discuss youth baseball from many angles and perspectives. Be sure to find us online at thirdtofirst.com and on Instagram at thirdtofirst underscore podcast. Make sure to subscribe. What's going on, Tim? Not much, Eric. Good to see you. Man, I feel like I was just here with you the other day. No, it seems like every weekend we're sitting for six hours on some baseball field. Somewhere. Some baseball field. But but other than our banter, we also have a special guest today, uh, Chris Heelan. Uh, Chris is entering his third year as president of Thousand Oaks Little League in, you guessed it, Thousand Oaks, California. After several years of being on the board of directors, uh, he got roped in to be the president. Um, funny how that works, right, Chris? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> He's been uh, coaching competitive sports since 2001, including water polo, swim, soccer, and, of course, baseball. Uh, like most rec ball coaches, Chris got strong-armed into the position uh, when his daughter was playing 7U soccer. They asked him to run that team, and he hasn't looked back since. Uh, Chris got involved with Little League uh, as a volunteer baseball coach. He's coached T-ball teams all the way up to district-winning all-star teams and everything in between. He's got four beautiful children ranging in age from 3 to 13 with his lovely wife. Um, and Chris, welcome. Thank you. I hey, appreciate Chris. you having yeah. me. Um I guess we could start just talk a little bit about the league, uh, Thousand Oaks Little League. Um, it's got a long history of success, and uh, Canal Valley and Ventura County in particular has just a, a lot of really great baseball out there. Um, it, it really does. Sorry to step on your toes there. Yeah, it, Canal Valley, um, you know, it, for baseball is, is incredible in terms of the talent, um, which is a blessing and a bad thing as well, which we right. can kind of talk about. but. Um, we see it in soccer too, quite frankly, um, you know, not to go there, but no. yeah. yeah, with, with, uh, with baseball, um, the, the, the talent out of Conejo Valley is notoriously been very good. I mean, there's pros that have come out of there. Um, we constantly see teams that are great teams coming out of the area. The amount of club teams now in the area are what they are, but you know, we've got, we've got that. The little league still thrive. We still have great numbers. Uh, we see it in the district. Uh, especially uh, with Canal Valley and, and Thousand Oaks Little League, um, you know numbers are dwindling and ours don't, so that's that's a great sign. Yeah, that is and, a good sign. And we're you know we're blessed to have those numbers, quite frankly, because you know league brings players, players bring funds, funds bring opportunities. It's kind of you know maybe an administrative way to and look it at it, but it brings community too. Yeah, and a hundred percent community, yeah. which we can yeah talk about. That's yeah. that's a big part of what we're doing there now. Well, that so. was one of the things that uh, when Spencer had his evals is. I think it was his 10-year-old season, the COVID shortened season. No, 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 that was the next year. No, that was that year. Sorry. Um, the atmosphere was one of the things that was really great. You yeah. know, even though you're at the school, it's still like sort of a woodsy feel and just, you know, families, kids well, it's, running. It's open. Running. it's open as opposed to many of the leagues that are kind of cookie cutter. Yeah. Um, what, what, you know, it's at Kalina, right? Those yeah, we play at Kalina, uh, which, again, is a whole nother world of problems. Um, <laughs> but... It, we've been there for a long time. Um, you know, we have effectively built those fields. We maintain them a hundred percent. Um, so yeah, it, it's, it's a great, great spot. The, the community has been really, when I came in, uh, as president two years ago, um, the league was, was great. I mean, the league is always, it's run very well for years. Um, Alan Thompson, the president before me had done a great job. There was just something missing, a little feeling, um, that we felt like we needed to kind of put our own stamp on in the community. 
So when we, we came in, a lot of the board members left um, executive boards. And so that we have an executive board and then we have a, just a general board of, uh, right. you know, board. And so um, general board does a lot of the day-to-day stuff. Obviously, executive board oversees a lot of the main stuff. You got the umpires there, the snack shack, the fundraising. Um, you got coaching coordinators on that role in that spot as well. So you've got a lot of the kind of the, the day-to-day, I would say, like field generals are kind of in the, you know, the executive board. And so when, right. we, when we took over... There was kind of, I want to say a mass exodus, but a lot of guys, a lot of uh, board no, you, members. You can, you can call it that because well, I, you know, I, I know the, I know what happened in the, yeah. and the, the gentleman that led the exodus. Yeah. Uh, I mean, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, you know, some, when they, they left and it was kind of like, well, Alan's been here for six years. We've done our time. A lot of them didn't have kids in the program anymore. Right. And so they saw it as an opportunity, almost like a psychological barrier. Like, okay, well, he's leaving. We're all leaving. Right. And um, it was good and bad, right? At the same time. Because fresh, fresh fresh ideas are always good. Right. But it's that, it's that moment of truth of, Oh crap. Yeah. Who's going to step up a hundred percent. Yeah. And that's, you know, and again, we can talk about that, but volunteerism isn't what it used to be. Right. right. Like when, even in the last 10 years, it's, it's fallen off. We got the drop off. A lot. Yeah. yeah. A lot of that. And you know, a lot of great, of course, I mean, the league doesn't run without great, great volunteers and there are many of them. But, you know, on, on a general whole, that's one of our big problems is now still trying to pull in volunteers. But, um, but anyway, so when, we, when, I, when we took over, um, the, the mentality was, look, I don't want to hear we've, we've done this. This is how we've always done it. So we're going to keep <laughs> doing it that way. Like, I, I just hate that response. I, and I, honestly, that comes from kind of a gag reflex with AYSO when I was on right. the, when I was, I'm still sure. on the board of AYSO. But when I got in there, it was like, God, look at all these opportunities. And um, again, not to besmirch AYSO's board because they do a really good job um, in a, with a league triple the size of mine. But um, it was kind of like, well, we've been done it, doing it this way since 1987. So why are we going to change it? Right. And, you know, slavery, they did for a while and that worked. Uh, women didn't vote for a while and that worked. <laughs> but that's the way we've always done it. Right. So there was this kind of like mentality that <laughs> Just to make it right. I literally remember sitting in the first board meeting and I said, okay, all you who are holdovers, if I hear this is the way we've always done it as a reason for why we're doing something, we're not, we're not going there. You know what I'm saying? We're not, we're not having those conversations. So, right. so we kind of came in with this mentality of like, we need to keep what the, what the, what the league is, which was a very firm, uh, based, great environment for kids. And we needed to kind of change it just a little bit. And, and again, the atmosphere is one of the big things we've really pushed. And I, I think we're getting it. Cause I, you know, it's, it's always nice to meet a parent uh, especially from outside the league who doesn't know that I'm the president there. Right. And they say, oh, I've heard great, great well, things about, you know, Thousand Oaks Little League. I've heard great things. I've heard it's a great environment. And that, they, you know, those are the, those are the things I look for. Those are those like little thriving moments where I smile and say, yeah. So okay, how good. long have you been the president? Three years? Yeah, this will be my third season coming and up. How long has Spencer been at the league, Tim? Uh, four years. Right. Because yeah. I remember, yeah. I'm going to tell you this. When Tim left Sunrise, Sunrise is very organized, right? Very community oriented. Um, And I remember him saying, you know, that first year, man, I didn't, I didn't even realize I was managing. They kind of told me I was because he was so used to the organization of Sunrise. Then when you came on board and your staff, he, there was a turning point for me. He said, it's it's so much more organized now. And that's really what all leagues you know, pony, little league, softball, yeah. so whatever should yeah. strive to be. You want to be a beacon of organization so that people want to come back. 
Yeah. And you know, communication goes a long way, right? I right. mean, there's a lot of assumptions made, especially for returning coaches. That's right. kind of like, ah, oh, there's assumption they already know, but then you always forget, well, you've got tons of families coming in who don't know. And you got, you obviously want to pull in new coaching talent because right. you, you know, make new friends, but keep the old. So you got to see who's coming in and it's and not eventually just eventually kids age out, right? Right. Like, kids coaches age, age out. out. Right. Like, you know, so then you have to constantly be moving this, you know, apparatus around, but everyone's on the same page, the better it is. So we're trying to, yeah, exactly. So yeah. Thank you, Tim, for saying that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, no, it was like that first year, you know, you do the interview and all that. And then that, that, that was it. Yeah. I didn't hear anything. And and then I was getting the emails to show up for evals. Yeah. So I just showed up. (laughs) Well, I remember there were years when we would do evals, but we wouldn't even be assigned management yet, right? So you wouldn't even be a manager yet. And they'd be like, well, we're not sure, but come down to spend eight hours at the fields, yeah. eval players, and then you might not get a team. you know, with a, with a uh, family and kids, you got all sorts of free time. Right. I could have right. come down and watch yeah, everyone else sure. play. Yeah. Eight hours of time when right. I may not be a manager. Right, right. That's, that's always good. Yep. Um, talk to us a little bit about the, I'll call it the club invasion, because we're all part of it, right? Sure. Um, we, club teams... For those that don't know, club teams, they call them club teams, travel teams. They're all the same thing. It's private, pay-to-play yep. clubs. Um, usually, most of the time, a higher-level caliber of player, at least not the, let's say, not the kid that can Well, you'd play. hope, too, right? You would hope, right? And that's kind of part of the problem, right. but... Right, yeah. So, yeah. so and then and then the egos get involved, right, with the parents saying their, their kids are better because they play club. Talk to us about how that's affected... Um, you and your the board and the league as a whole dealing with the invasion of club ball and expectations that yeah. rec ball is supposed to be like club ball. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah. That's like you might have three or four players on one team that are, you know, been maybe a higher level talent where they're at, and then you got uh, maybe a twelve year old who's never played baseball before. Right. Yep. You know, and they're all on the same team. Yep. And they all pay the same money. Yep. To register, you know, yeah. to have their kids play, so they all need to be getting time on the field. Um, yeah. So, as far as like you guys, like everybody's saying, managing, you know, these expectations of rec ball, and you know, this this whole club thing. Yeah. Um, well, again, the beautiful thing about Little League is is everyone plays, right? So right. if if any, honestly, not even if you can't even financially afford it, right? Like we have. Yeah, assistance assistance programs, programs right. and we and we use them. I mean, and they need to be used, right? And I I really think there's an imperative that we have baseball offered in Thousand Oaks, right? And right. and you know I've had these conversations now going back to the, our problems with CVUSD and what they're charging us for our mm-hmm. field space, which then puts us out, you know, prices us out of th- certain things, right. including players that should be there that maybe now can't afford it. So you know, Little League's phenomenal that way, right? Everyone plays. Everyone has the right to play. They should play. Um, that's great. And that's, that should never change. So go back to that point of like, well, you got four, you know, maybe club players, and then you've got a kid who's never played before. Well, that kid who's never played before has as much right to be there than those four studs, right? Right. Uh, hands down. And literally should never, ever have to change that. Club obviously doesn't see it that way, which of course is their prerogative as well. Um, they're small businesses basically, yeah. right? These guys are yeah, all running, that's what they are. running their, their, you know, you got a coach, usually some guy who, not to not to sound sound disparaging, but you know maybe burned out in minor leagues and now that's, wants that, to that's you know makes a profession as coaching young kids and so they charge two fifty a month or one hundred and twenty five a month and they fight for field space and they build these little teams and yeah I mean club is great in its place I I, I can go deeper on that I think philosophically I think club baseball is kind of killing baseball in general 
and not all clubs, but I, I agree. I agree at the younger ages. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Once they get to 12, you know, there's a need maybe to start learning different things and supplementing right. what, what well, Little League has to offer. Yeah. But, you know. Like our guys. I mean, yeah. they, they yeah, have. Both of our guys, Dante and right. Spencer. They're taking notes, yeah. right? They have a notebook full of notes on yeah. the plays, the sign. You know, they're learning all the, you know, all the, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Every I, pardon me. And so I, they're preparing for high school, essentially. Right. And, that, and that's, I think, where it starts coming into play, yes, right? right? You start burning them out at 8U. I mean, yes. literally, right? If you're going five days a week. Plus weekend tournaments, local, but down in Orange County. Yeah, you know. that's not local. That's a right. That's yeah, what they that's call what local, right? Yeah, right. Quote, so unquote, I mean, so you start getting eight-year-olds who obviously will not grow and develop fully until they're much older, starting to be like, I don't want to play baseball anymore because I'm burned out. Right. Yeah. And that's that to me is ridiculous. But it is ridiculous. Um, Little League in itself, dealing with dealing with clubs. Other than we have a club that uses our facility um, and drives us nuts because they show up. They do what they ever wanted. They do, and they walk out. So they don't. They have no they don't respect. Drag the field. Nothing. They don't, yeah. No, they leave trash. Um, you know, gum stuck uh. to the dumps. Gum stuck to the fences. And I think it's one club. And I, I'm not even going to mention them just because I don't want to do per, <laughs> perpetuate it <laughs> well, even further I, than I we already I know, have. But. I think I know who you're talking about, and they are. You know, the their reputation yeah. Yeah. Is, is declining quickly. Yeah, yeah, it's it's yeah. not a good situation. Um, we have another group um, out of Easton, actually Easton Sports, a guy yeah. named Brian K. BK, who we know really well. And, you know, he, he did a simple thing. He just called me and said, hey, you know, I know I get access to the fields, but would you mind if I'm down on your fields, you know, on these certain days and we'll clean it, we'll drag it. And I know, we again, the guy played at Toll for a long time or his, right. uh, his older son did. And I was like, BK, man, that's that's all I needed to hear. You know, if yeah. you're going to be a good neighbor, come down and use them. But I think there's this now this general feel of clubs where it's like, well, we're paying for the space. You guys, it's your problem, not our problem. And, you know, that obviously rubs us the wrong way at the board, you know, on the board. Oh, yeah. toll and all that. So, yeah, so club is tough. You know, I think, um, you know, I think little leagues become a little bit of like the minor leagues in some sense to parents where right. they learn how to play in T-ball. They learn, they develop in coach pitch. They start playing Acorn one. And if kids start getting that little sense of like, oh, I can actually play. I think parents sometimes think, well, I need to get them to do something better than little league. And then, so what happens is a lot of times we'll develop these kids in the basics and start getting them in, you know, playing. And then suddenly it's like, well, my little Johnny's too good for little league and they pull him. Right. And right. so there's a lot, I'm sure you that's, guys see that at that's Sunrise. That's pervasive. And, yeah, yeah. I think in all, in all, Pony and, and yeah. little leagues, yeah, um, and and it's it's starting to really creep in big time into the softball leagues too. Yeah, and and well, and again, not to go back right. to soccer, but soccer yeah, we see it in thing. soccer all yeah, the time. Same thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was like, you know, one of the things I would think about is like, say you have, like, in terms of enrollment, you have, you know, maybe eight to ten t-ball teams. Yeah, and then by the time the they that group of kids are twelve, how many teams? You know, are you losing half those teams, yeah, half those we, kids? We lose a lot, and that's the honest truth. And, you know, it's actually been Is better. Is that at the 12-year-old Yeah, it's, it just yeah. seems to, you know, it's like you start off with a pyramid, basically, right? Yeah. You start with numbers, ideally, and it kind of just slowly trickles out. And that's that's some of that's clubs. Some of that's just kids who want to go play other sports, and they don't, you know. The the one that always gets me is when, you know, the T-ball mom says, we're not coming back because my kid's, a you know, a, a daisy picker. And it's like, well, every pro <laughs> was a daisy picker at, at some, some point, point, you right. know, so you got to kind of get fight through that a little bit. But, you know, so, yeah, I mean, we, we there is just a natural, um, you know, slimming of the program as mm -hmm. they as they get older. Um, yeah, I see. I see, you know, Chris, in my days, about a decade now, right, along with Tim, I see the pyramid 
trim a little bit every year, right? Yeah. But then that 12-year-old year is like a cliff. Yeah. Right. Or, or you know, kids just opting out because now it's time to get serious in Little League. Right. Yeah. Oh, you that know, too, I, right. Yeah. I, you know, I, I love the fact that Thousand Oaks offers the juniors, yeah. you know, the, the they get to play in a, you know, 60, 90. Yeah. 60, and, yeah. you know, it's very competitive. Yeah. Um, and, and it's great baseball. And, you know, I... I, you know, I wouldn't pull Spencer out. Spencer's my kid. I wouldn't pull him out um, of Little League until his, his, it's dry, you yeah. know? So. Well, you know, I, we, my son <clears throat> aged out of Sunrise and then went over to West Hills Baseball, okay. which we love. But we would have stayed in Little League if they had that program yeah. at Sunrise. The problem with Sunrise is there's just not enough fields. Not yeah. big enough fields. You know, once you get to 200 feet, you can't have 14-year-olds on, that, on yeah. that field. It's just not going to work. You're going to hit the ball in the street. And we have the same problem with Thousand Oaks Little League. We 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 only we have field space for majors, and then that they after that they have to go offsite right to a park or you know there's there's other obviously great baseball facilities in the area. So we we they move there, but yeah, it's funny you say that because you know there was a big conversation about bringing in the intermediate division mm. to kind of and bridge we, that gap. Uh, for the folks that don't know the intermediate intermediate division, sure, yeah. So there? intermediate would be 13s, right? So after 12s at at let's say Colleen or at our home fields, then we would go to, you'd technically go to 13U, which would be intermediate, right. which is a 50-70. So right. 50 uh, play, uh, mound, 70 base. So it kind of bridges the gap from what you go when you go 12U or the major league level up to juniors, which is a big jump, right? I mean, Tim, it's- Yeah, those early games was yeah. just like, you know, they hit a smash to the shortstop, which would be into the outfield at, at to the season before. Yeah. And then it's that long run. And yep. for those of you folks that have your kids uh, in Pony, that would be the Bronco level for Pony. Yeah. That, pony ball. That's, that's same thing, right. same distances. I get all those horses mixed up. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, Bronco. Actually, it's Colt. <laughs> is it Colt? It's Colt. Colt. Yeah, Colt is oh, the 6090. No, I'm sorry. I was I was thinking back the to the intermediate. Yeah. Oh, intermediate. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Intermediate's Bronco and then Pony and then... Colt is the juniors, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I think I think I'm right. On. Well, we'll double check our facts. Yeah. yeah. On that. And, and then so so the intermediate was funny because we were really proposing and the district was proposing why don't we do more 5070s to keep the 12s engaged into another year, so that they'll jump to juniors. But then right. we were kind of we're thinking is unfortunately that will kill the juniors. You know, right. does that make sense? Because then yeah. we'll lose all the 13s. So now it's only be 14s playing. You might have one team as opposed to three, and mm -hmm. so it's. There's kind of like a, you know, what's the give take there? And I well, think we're still kind of figuring it out. And sure. it makes the 14 stronger when they already played when they were 13. It does, yep. yeah. Um, I mean, I know this year has like a lot of really good 14s. Yeah. You know, you lost a, quite a few after their 12-year-old season. But um, yeah, the really competitive baseball because they've yeah. already had that year to, you know, to learn to make that throw from third all the way across the diamond. Yeah, that's a big throw. Going yeah. from 12. That's well, a huge yeah, difference. It's yeah. a huge difference. Yeah, we have, so Thousand Oaks Little League, we have actually a, technically a club team. We call them Little League Club. So it's it's not pay to play by any means. Um, usually it's the fees are, you know, just to pay for field space and, you know, forms or whatever. Right. And so, and we try to do that to keep our all-star teams together. So coming right. out of, even at 7U, um, the idea is to start a Bulldogs team, which we do this year for a 7U team. And so the idea is just keep those kids together and whoever else wants to come out, quite frankly. Bulldogs is open to whoever is age eligible in at Thousand Oaks Little League. And come on down, keep playing. Um, it's not four days a week. It's usually like well, we, one we, practice you know, at, a week. At Sunrise, then, we took the Bulldogs, um, you know, their, their, their whole 
program and we mimicked it. Okay. Yeah. We, we had now have the heat. Yeah. The Woodland Hills heat, which is the same thing, right? Yeah. You're playing at sunrise. You're eight years old. Yep. Or nine years old because we do eight, eight and nine. You, we don't go as young as seven. You, but, but it's really helped the kids develop. And, and as, as such, it's made the league as a whole better. Right. Yeah. It really does. I mean, it's that whole idea of, um, what do they call that? The social multiplier, right? Yes. Where the idea is if you get the kids wanting to do it and, and thriving and, and in developing and, and getting better then the whole, they do it internally, right? They kind of right. spin themselves up. Right. And so it's, and then the kids who aren't doing it, see it and say, Oh, I got to kind of, yeah. you know, and it kind of perpetuates yeah. itself a little bit and not even for the sake of, I mean, it's really, I mean, it really isn't the sake of development, right? I mean, as you've seen, it's not, we're not trying to go win national championships no, at the Bulldogs no. at eight U. I mean, it's just to keep the kids playing, to keep them together, to keep them, you know, keep them fresh, keep them moving along. So, and, you, and you're playing teams from other, you know, from all around, you know, the, the region and the, the talent. I mean, you're, you're leaving the bubble. Yeah. Essentially. You, definitely. And then, and then again, you go play those, like the Rincons, right? You play those teams that will kick your butt all over the place. That's okay though. Right. It's yeah. completely fine. And then, and then you'll get the teams that you'll kick the, crap out of two. So you, mm-hmm. ca- you kind of like, you know, you can't have too much mentality of like, we're going to go do this. Well, it's like, yeah, but remember you're going once a week, you're playing double headers every other weekend. Right. Like it's all, you know, it's all, it's all perspective. So, uh, I, I really like my, my little guy, Teddy plays with the nine U bulldogs and my son who's now 11. Yeah, my, my little guy plays with the nine U, uh, heat at Woodland Hills too. Yeah. 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 So, and it's a great little program. The coaches are great. It's kind of, again, it's not kind of, it is under the guise of like, let's develop, let's learn positions, yeah, let's right. play together, mm-hmm. let's get reps. My older son, uh, Billy, who was playing with the 11U Bulldogs is kind of now, unfortunately, he's in that age where he's kind of like, he's not sure if he's into baseball anymore, it's Okay. which is a bummer because he's an all-star. He's a good player, but he's kind of like, you know what, dad, I'm not really into it as much anymore. And it's like, all right, I'm not going to force you. You know what though? I, I'll tell you what, I, I saw a couple kids and this happens, right? Um, so parents out there, don't don't lose hope. Um, although you should let your son or daughter do whatever they want, sometimes they come back. Yeah. They take a year off. You know, we saw Noel's kid, Drew, just yeah. did yeah. that, a friend of ours that we've known for years. He took a year off, and now he's back playing. It's just sometimes they need a break. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, they're looking at other stuff, you know, and, yeah. and yeah. Didn't, didn't quite. Believe it or not, there's more to life than just – that particular sport you're playing. Yeah, you'd, you'd, be, you'd so. be surprised. Not a, lot, not a lot of people feel that way about a yeah. lot of different sports. So talk to us on that note. Sure. A, a hot topic in all leagues um, is the, the, the coach, dad, or mom that's not a registered coach, but they're in the stands, coaching from the stands. How do you... How do you get your elbow up. Get your elbow up. Yeah. You know, yeah. Throw strikes. How do you yeah, how do you have how do you help one. your yeah. throw, strikes. throw strikes? Yeah, they're not trying to throw strikes. Right? Yeah, um, catch the ball. Right, they're not trying to catch the ball. Yeah. How do you um, <laughs> coach your managers and, and coaches at large on how to deal with these folks? Because obviously, we're not going to kick them out of the league. Right, uh, except for one. Eject, well, yeah, <laughs> it's been more than extreme, one. But yeah, to. extreme cases, yes. But but what do you, what advice would you give to? Uh, brand new managers on dealing with these folks because it, sure. it can be very challenging and it can be very difficult for that particular kid too because he's stuck between a rock and a hard place, right? Yeah, you get the kid who's looking into you know into the out or off into the stands while the game's going on, and that's never right. a good idea, no. right? Because dad's yelling or mom's yelling, like get your butt down or whatever it is or hips or, or whatever, you know. Yeah. Even if, even if they're not yelling, they're like yeah, they know they know it's something's coming. Yeah, either in the car or you know on the way home. Yeah. Um, you know, we, I, I think with, with our general, um, 
dealing with managers and there's, again, we were, we're really lucky to have some really good return, you know, old managers who've been doing it a long time who have that just general field sense. Um, obviously a lot of new, um, uh, new, no, excuse me, new managers come in as well. Uh, Brian Hoover, who's our, um, head of coaching, coaching coordinators is great. Um, and you know, we, we, we we try not to, um, micromanage, right. As a league, because it's very easy to be like, you got to do this. You got to do that. You got to do this. You got to do that. So we, we, we let our coaches feel it out, obviously our managers, and they have to get their own sense. We obviously will step back in and help. And we're always at the field. So when I see it, I'll kind of come over and say, Hey coach, like that parent down there, like you got to keep an eye on them and maybe have a conversation with them. And it kind of goes back to the basic, the basic elements, right? Like the manager has to have the structure that you have to have. There's got to be order. Um, the kids obviously thrive under structure, but the parents have to then also be under that structure as well. So we got a manager, we got two coaches. They're the ones making the decisions. Um, we can't have 11 coaches on the sideline because it falls apart super fast. Not only does it undermine what the manager's trying to do and the coaches are trying to do to develop a core team and players at the same time, but you, you know, you then you, you lose sight of, you know, if little Johnny's running to dad every time, you know, there's, and I've seen it, I've seen it bad. I mean, I've seen it where, I've seen in all stars where dad, a dad was given signs from the, oh, from the seats to the kid uh, superseding the signs that were given from the co manager. And it was like, I mean, obviously it didn't last very long, but, and the kid ended up actually not staying on the team. Well, you, but, know, you know what? It, it happens. Crazy. Yeah. I had a last, well, let's say in the last three seasons that way, no one knows who I'm talking about. Um, I had a kid, I gave him a take sign, right? He's yeah. got three O. We need one run to win the playoff game. Bases <laughs> yeah. loaded. Yeah. Bottom of the sixth inning. He's got two strikes on him. There's a full count. Okay. Three, yeah. three, two. Um, and I had told him to take. To take. Yeah. And his dad, did. after the game, he didn't take and he struck out. And we, and we went to we went two extra innings and lost the game. And that would have been it, right? Yeah. And I asked him. I said, Hey, I'm just curious. So and so, without saying names. Yeah. Why didn't she take? He goes, oh, my dad told me to ignore that sign. Yeah, so, yeah. And and I wasn't mad at the kid at all. Yeah. And I said, that's okay. Don't worry about it. Yeah. And afterwards, I told the dad, I said, you know, I don't care that we lost the game. Yeah. I don't. I, I wouldn't have cared if he struck out and he missed my sign. But you superseding me yeah. to the kid in front of all those parents and kids is really bad for the league. Yeah. And he goes, no, I don't, I don't think so. I played in the minors, blah, blah, blah. And I said... What does that have to do with it? Yeah, yeah. You know, so yeah. dealing with these personalities, it can be pretty difficult. It can. It's not, and it's bad for the kid. It puts the bad in a kid, the kid in a bad position, yeah. right? I mean, what life lesson is that? When, when basically, you know, not to make this sound super structured, but his superior tells him to do something. Everybody's got a boss, right? And and then his, and then life. he doesn't agree. The dad doesn't agree, so he doesn't follow through with it. I mean, it just you know, there's the, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, again, you know, I, I always tell the kids this, um, you know. Baseball's metaphor for life, right? We, everybody's got a position on the field. Everybody reports to somebody. Everybody backs somebody up, yep. right? And even if you own your own business later in life, your customers are your bosses. You report to somebody. Yeah. I don't care what you do, um, but you're right. It, so we're teaching them the wrong things when they let that go on. Plus, plus it takes the the pull off the team and puts it back on the individual, which right. which I'm you know hyper aware of. 
And it really bugs me. And it, it seems to be more, and maybe I'm just getting older and like the old man yelling at the ring. <laughs> but, you know, I, the, the, whole, the whole like me, me, me situation when it, you know, John Wooden used to say like me, 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 not we, we. I mean, it's not me, me, me. It's we, we, we. And, yes. you know, you see these kids being like, watch well, one hit dingers. It's like, yeah, but maybe we need you to bunt or maybe we need you to take a, you know, have the take sign. It's like the, the, what's good for the team may not be what's good for you at this moment, but you got to appreciate that the team comes first. It's not the player. You know, so I, I, there's a lot of that in there too. And yeah, I, you mentioned I, uh, you mentioned John Wooden. He's he's from a distance. Your your mentor is he not? Yeah, I I, I love John Wooden. My uh, my dad was a, is a is a huge bas- UCLA basketball coach. I mean, a fan. Excuse me. And obviously, John Wooden was the coach there for years. I mean, the guy won ten national championships. <laughs> I mean, in, in like eight, you know, in eleven years or something. I mean, something insane. The numbers, his numbers were insane. But but just the general mentality of Wooden is incredible. I mean, how good of a coach he was. And it, it, it's, you know, the emphasis goes back again. It's like team first, like base, like start with the basics. We build, it's not like, you know, Oh, now you know how to throw a ball. So let's go, you know, become an ace pitcher. Yeah, and I you know, think there's that, like building uh, blocks and wouldn't it, he's been a mentor for so many of us throughout all sports. Yeah. It Whether doesn't you even realize it or not. It's, it's crept in. Yes, it has. It is. I have, I have uh, my favorite quote from wood and I'm sure you guys have one too is, and I'm paraphrasing, but he said, uh, do or don't, don't, there is no trying. Yeah. (laughs) It's like Yoda. Yeah, it is. It is. There is no trying. No, it is. Yeah. Go do it. Um, And, and, you know, I I have a quote I always say to my, especially the young kids, I always say, look, don't ever let somebody tell you what you can't do. Show them what you can do. Yeah. And so a lot of my parents love that because I I tell them anywhere in life, you want to play shortstop? You say, hey, can I get in line and try? Yeah. Don't tell them you want to play shortstop. Just go give it a try and show them what you could do. Yeah. Let, you know, For let all your, these kids. Yeah, let your performance speak. And then the effort, of course, right? Like effort and attitude. Oh, like, yeah. I can't tell you how many times I've said that on the field, right? Where you get a kid come out and be like, well, the umpire's this and the umpire's yeah. that or the field, the, the, ball, the, ha- the ball hopped. You know, and I have to remind them, like, look, it's attitude and effort. It's what, let's control what you can control, right? And disregard everything else because it takes you out of controlling what you could control. So if you're worried about the umpire, you're no longer worried about your best effort. And so, yeah, I mean the, the John Wooden stuff for me is, is it's huge. Gold. Yeah, yeah. It's gold. And it's, it's, it's like a reference book. It, you know, I, I mean, you know, you can go back to it and there's always a message depending on where you are in your life. And it's, well, it's incredible stuff. All but. the, all those guys that played for him too, um, <laughs> you know, are, are like really great individuals, yeah. you know, because he taught them how to be grown men. Yeah. On the way through, you know, their four years at UCLA. Yeah. He had a great right. quote where some, some co- somebody came up and asked him some booster and said, you know, how do you feel about the team this year? And he said, I won't know for 20 years, you know, <laughs> yeah. because he was building individuals. He was building, he was putting them on this, this path to success that wasn't necessarily defined by basketball or, you know, whatever they were doing at that moment. It was kind of this he's, overall, you he's know, a life teacher. Yeah. hundred yeah, well, like Bill Walton gives credit to his entire life yeah. to, to John. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Yeah. 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 The list goes, does oh, it goes on and on and on. Yeah. You know, yeah. And even guys that didn't play for him, but look at him as a mentor. So, yeah. um, it, it's, and, and I think one of the most powerful things for guys like us, right. You, you figure you're a dad, you're coaching, um, is you'll run in and we've all had this, right. You'll run into a kid in the store that's 17, 18 and they'll say, Hey coach. Yeah. yeah. And that's, I mean, what is yeah. that for me? Anyway, it's, it's, it's the greatest feeling in the world. Yeah. They'll come and give you a hug. 
I totally agree. That the, the best feeling is when, I mean, even the older kids, right? The juniors who are kind of aging out, who, I, again, I've only been present for, this is my third year, but I've been in the league for a while. Right. And so you kind of get this like just camaraderie and this general knowledge and you see, you, know, you see these kids at Starbucks or something. They're like, mm-hmm. oh, hey, Mr. Heelan. You know, and you're like, hey, dude, how you been? You're looking good. That's, that's you know, great. like every, how's life? Them, like, are man. you doing all right? Like, you know, so it's, it, yeah, I, I, I love that. I mean, that's the, the, you know, the kids are obviously the, why we're here doing all this. So, you know. to, to me, the, you know. I tell the parents when I, when I, I mean, I'm at this point I'm managing, right? So I, um, I always tell the parents, Hey, look, we need your help to volunteer. But if you don't volunteer, you might think, okay, I'm cheating the team. I'm cheating the kids. No, you're cheating yourself out of a great feeling that, that, f- uh, feeling of philanthropy and yeah. putting, giving back to your community and you're teaching your kids how to be that way too, for their future. Right. Yeah. You're setting the, you're setting the tone. Goes right into our next. Uh, sure. Yeah. Topic. <laughs> so, as good, you got to love when that happens, oh, right, yeah. guys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, how many kids do you have in the league right now? I have two in the league. Two currently. in the league. Yeah, I've got a one will be a twelve U technically, and one's going to be a nine U. Yeah. So, how's your experience like being a, a you know a volunteer, you know, board of directors, and now the president, coach, manager? How is your experience, you know, sort of? Uh, parallel their experience ah, how do you how do you it's a good question how do you balance like their experience with all your responsibilities yeah that's a great question um i i you know i i think on some level my boys lose out with me doing this because i'm not you know i'm not necessarily there than every moment to you know right. you know help with a swing or when and i don't really like doing anyway i mean i love the coaching aspect of it but there's a you know natural growth to this but you know maybe i'm not you know, I'm not necessarily being able to give the one-on-one that I could at certain times with my boys, but I think they understand that. Right. And I think, I think there's a, a kind of a, not to sound again, grandiose, but there's kind of a greater good here. So my, yeah, my kind is. of thing is like, if we can get everybody on the same page, then not only do my kids benefit, but everyone else's kids benefit as well. So, um, it's almost like resources, right? Like I, I love coaching. I absolutely love to coach and I love being involved at a certain point, and I, I still do. I mean, you you know, you know, it's like I'll, I'll assistant coach with teams, right, and right, you know, right. I can't take the reins. And I, I'm technically I can as the president, but I don't also like those optics. Right, you know, right. we, we've had a tendency to have some good teams the last several years, um, and so I don't like the optics of like, well, Heelan's the president, Heelan's team's good, like you right. know that what happened, that, that, yeah, yeah. yeah. What oh, happened that's in weird. The draft. And right. we we actually had a team uh, <laughs> a couple years ago in, in uh, minors, uh, my older son's team. Um, minors, as you know, is weird because yeah. there's a jump, right? right so you right. get, so you have the returning minors players at the draft, and then you have all these kids who are coming up. So they're taking the jump, yeah. Right, from what we call Acorn 2. Right. So you get this jump of new kids and old kids. Now, those managers that come with those new kids only really know those new kids. Right. And so there was a, there was a draft two years ago. Um, we, were the, we were the A's. And uh, Jordan Sweeney was managing the team. And I, as a president, I was on, on the, you know, we do the draft. You know, yeah, yeah. As, you know, Little League has that draft rules that are like very, very strict. Yeah, right? very, you know, you're yeah. like, you have your player registrar sitting there and make sure there's no shenanigans, make sure it's all clear in the up and up. And so as president, I sit in on those calls with the coaching coordinator, the vice president and um, our player registrar or, the, you know, or live. And um, 
So Jordan, it was this, this, this year, that particular year, that draft happened to be over Zoom. So we have the draft board up on the, you know, shared screen and we're pulling names and, and the coach I was coaching with, Jordan, was doing the draft and it was like, you know, your kids get kind of slated out. So we knew that Billy, my son Billy, and then his son, um, Ollie, were going to probably be one, two. So then you have to wait, you know, the draft comes yeah, around. Snake, like a snake right, draft, yeah. draft, snake draft. So, so we didn't have a pick to the third, you know. So we're sitting there waiting and suddenly we get a name that we've all known from the year before who was an all-star and we're like, uh, that just, you know, again, I can't say anything. So I'm sitting there watching this draft go on and these younger coaches coming up, were pulling the names they knew of good players and they're, you know, drafting through and I'm watching Jordan just pick. I mean, the, I think the bigger, stronger. So kids, I, yeah. I think out of that year, we had 12 players on our team. I think we had nine all-stars oh, between wow. two age groups. And I think we ended up going 16 and two on the season and it, because again, Jordan did a great job doing the draft. I had no say in it. And of course, like, you know, four games into the season, I hear from a mom be like, well, it's just unfair because you control the draft. And I'm like, I don't control any part of the draft. I sit there and just make sure that they aren't yelling at each other. Make well, sure they're not trying. like it should be the public draft. Like when, you know, when they have LeBron and Kevin Durant drafting for the all-star team. So yeah. everybody knows it's on the up and up. Yeah. But I mean, again, so, you know, we do it obviously always on the up and up. Just what's so right. full clarity. Course, yeah. You know, it's not just like me sitting there, you know, but, but yeah, it's like, you know, that, that's what we hear. You know, it's like, oh, well, of course, because it's you and Jordan and you guys just, you know, do yeah, the draft the way the you want to do it. Right. And I, and I said, that, you know, and I just, I mean, I, cause he, again, not to go back to wooden, but wooden always says, you, you know, as leader, you got a, you got a target on your back. Like it just, it's, in, it's inevitable. And so, you know, I try not to take personal offense to it. Cause yeah. I want to be like, are you effing kidding me? Like, are you kidding? Like, really? Like that's what, you, so you have to stay take it, take a step back, almost laugh it off and be like, well, look, you know, everyone else was in the room. Yeah. You know, the guy who had the first round pick took a kid that he liked, which was great, but was he the best kid on the board? I mean, again, now that now we're getting into like a different conversation, but it's like, well, they want to build a team. They want to build a team. And we had talent that was sitting around. And so we got picks and, you know, anyway, that goes here or there, but, but it's, but yeah. it's, but it's draft, you know, this goes for all the, all the coaches and uh, managers that are in a draft. You have to come with a pre-draft strategy yeah. and have your second, third and fourth option for every pick. Yeah. And if you don't, you're kidding yourself thinking you're going to get a team that you want. Yep. Because it's also a the families that you want, the families that you want. Yeah. To, that's a big part big of the draft part too. Of the draft. Yeah. Right? hundred percent. Yeah. Um, you got to make sure that those families mesh and that they're going to help you, uh, with the volunteerism as well. Yeah. You know, it's that old kind of what's the Marine. The Marine is like, we recruit for attitude and we'll train the skills. Right. It's almost like that little bit in baseball too, right? It it's like, you kind of want the attitude. You don't want, you know, kind of those, those families that kind of submarine the whole team. It's that's, that's a big no, no. So, um, yeah. 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 Like the, the first town, you know, first team that we coached together, the draft was very similar. Yeah. And I didn't hear this, but after the championship game, you know, we had his kid, we had another kid and, uh, Spencer. Yeah. Each throw. Yeah. And so they, they hadn't all good. thrown together all season because you're getting other kids. But yeah. So yeah. just mowed them down. And the other manager was like, oh, if you're going to win like that. Yeah, yeah. So well, that's a lot of sour grapes, right? Right. He had every opportunity to draft my son. Well, he yeah, draft was, Spencer and the other kid. He just didn't. Yeah. There was, he, yeah, that other he kid. He drafted the younger kids, kind of like what you were talking about. Yeah, yeah. Ex that's exactly what happened because you talking about the snake, right? And the came back around him. And there was one kid sitting there. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Yeah. He's available. And it's like, yeah, I'll take him. And then. Another manager in the room, like, oh my God. You know, he's like, I knew he was going to take, you get that pick every year. You know, yeah. and it's like so, you had your option. Yeah. 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 But all throughout all that drama, we still encourage you guys 
uh, that are listening out there, get involved, you know, whether yeah. it's field maintenance, snack shack, uh, being a team parent, an assistant coach, um, there's something out there for you to do to help 100%. teach your kids philanthropy. And yeah. nothing is overwhelming. You know, if you have, a, you know, a good team of uh, families that are volunteering, nobody's going to be overwhelmed. Yeah. Right. And I know like my first year of managing at Sunrise was like, I had no, you know, I, ju I just went to evals and signed Spencer up and they go, would you be interested in managing? Yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah. I never, I, you know, didn't think of it again. Yeah. I got a call the next day yeah. and I was overwhelmed, you know, cause they're like, yeah, yeah. Okay. You got a team. I'm like, oh, I didn't think I was going to get a team. So turn out fine. Yeah. You know, so you'd be a team parent, do the fields. It's all fine. Yeah, you little, know, it's all it's it there's nothing and you get help like from Chris, yeah, you know, yeah. from the board if you need something. Right? Yeah, yeah. Most most little leagues are really well run, right? Like right. even when they're not, they're still well run yeah. in terms of you get support. Um, you know, if you need help, you get it. Um, you know, dealing with bad parents, that's the board's job, right? That's not right. necessarily the coach's job. Um so yeah, it's, you know, nothing is, I mean, I, I've never had a job at AY, I mean, excuse me, at, at Little League, including being president where I was like, oh God, like, what did I get myself into? So, yeah. right. you know. Right. Yeah, yeah, and after the first year or two anyway, you know all the other parents, right. all the other volunteers, and that's where that community starts and the, you know, the kids get lifelong friends that they met, oh, yeah. uh, you know, on T-ball. Yeah. When we, you know, when we finish up here, we're going to watch my nephew play because my, nice. my my older son and my younger son have friends that are going to be at the field. Yeah. We're just going to be there. We're probably eat dinner there, you know? Yeah, yeah so yeah, so being volunteer, I mean, like what we were talking about, you're going through this whole thing with your kids, Yeah, you know, and, you know, I'm up until I think this year, this last year, you know, I'd managed, I think, eight out of nine teams or something like that, seven out of Spencer's team. And it is a weird thing because, you know, he's calling you coach on the field. Yeah. And it's also, you know, the mound visits Yep, can get a little like, you know, go to your room, you know. Or well, you know, I always, I have, Tim knows this about me. I always did this, had this rule. You don't visit your own kid on the mound. I'd send another coach. Yeah. Because you're, I don't care what you say, you're dad. Yeah. You know, and you said another coach, that's coach. Yep. Even if he calls you coach, you're still dad, right? Yep. So I would never send myself out there. I would I would do it if it was I was bringing the infield and say, hey, guys, calm down. Yeah. If it wasn't specific to the pitcher, if it was my son. Yeah. But typically I'd send another coach out. Just It just works better that way. It does, yeah. There's a, there's a hard line with um, – yeah, kids don't know if they're getting dad or coach, right? And so there's right. a, and then and then there's the, the thing on the coach too, where, oh my God, everyone's looking at my son, and it, that reflects poorly on me, right? Which isn't of course the case, but a lot of coaches have that mentality of like, well, that my son represents me, and if they're failing, I'm failing, which again is ridiculous. But there's a, <laughs> there's a lot of that like that prevalent. Yeah, in, there is in in youth sports and baseball, you know and. So, I mean, the sports psychology that you could do on just a yeah. basic little league team is insane. But, you know, you know, we, I, you know, I, you kinda... I had a kid uh, on my all-star team this last year and he would strike out and cry and he didn't perform like he normally would. And it wasn't because the pitching was better. It was it was all, you know, yeah. he was in his own head um, and they actually sent him to a sports psychologist and, and helped him. And I, the reason I bring that up is don't, don't be afraid to have your kid get some help because 
if they're having anxiety in baseball, they're probably having anxiety in other parts of their life as well. Yeah. Um, have them see somebody, you know, yeah. it doesn't hurt. We know a lot about baseball anxiety in my household. So that's, <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's a real thing. I mean, it's, it's, and it's, and it's a, uh, you know, it, it's, 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 not illogical, right? But no one ever said anxiety was, you know. So, but it's it's it also is in immobiles, you know. It's immobilizing, and it, it's, it's totally it's a, immobilizing. Yeah, and it's like you got to take steps to do, you know, to you know conquer it and defeat it. And and probably and, baseball and softball more than any other sport, right? Yeah. If you if you're batting three hundred or you are failing seventy percent of the time, right? You're a stud. Yeah. Right. Uh, try shooting thirty percent from the floor and staying on the Lakers. Right. Right. Yeah. Or, or, or throwing 30, completing 30% of your passes as an NFL quarterback, you're given your walking paper. So yeah. you're, you're taught that this is the way it well, is. Well, yeah. In baseball too, it's like every single position you're kind of, is, is its own Island. That's you true. Know, Cause it, there's true. a ball hit to left field. Yeah, there's nowhere to hide. Everybody's looking at the left fielder yeah. and just, you know, a pass ball. It's like, Oh my God. You know, it's like, yeah. Yeah, there's a general mentality, I think, too, of like fail, like what is failure, right? And right. Uh, and baseball is a huge. I mean, again, like you just said, baseball is a game of failure. I mean, 100. percent I mean, it is a game of failure. I mean, what Ted Williams has the all time or the uh, season record for batting average, and it's like what 400. Right. So that means you get four four balls out of every 10. Right. I mean, like you said, like I can't do that in my job. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like, you have a job. There's right? no way. But so the mentality of failure then needs to be be addressed, right? Like, what is failure? Is failure your defining moment, or is is it a is it a growth moment? Is it just no? I got to work harder. I gotta I gotta get my butt down on the next ground ball, right? It's not right. like okay, now I suck, which I think is this over kind of arching, prevalent feeling, right? Of a lot of these, and it, again, it comes from a lot of the parents. Like, well, oh, you did you struck out? It's like so, I got next. I got another. I got three more bats next game. You know, I can keep working through it. So you know, I. I we try to instill that a lot. And of course we don't beat it on the parents' noses, right. you know, like you're thinking this about this wrong, but you know, that's part of our jobs too, is to remind parents like, look, this is a game of development. Like they're developing, they will strike out and they'll strike out again and they'll strike out again. But as long as they're learning from what they're doing and learning their mistakes and knowing that they can achieve or grow beyond where they are currently, that's all that really matters. And, and you know, and that goes back to the life part of it. Right. Because that shit is basic life. Basic. Me, I, oh, the, uh, we, we, we don't okay, mind. Okay, we good. Don't I mind can bleed me out on that one. Sorry no, no, no. We're, that. Sorry about that. <laughs> we might get, add get some the, more in later. Get the six second delay. <laughs> no, that's, that's, the, uh, that's, the, that's the Patreon version uh, right there. Yeah, it's like exclusive content. My apologies. Chris hopefully Halen, the you know, six um, second delay there, hopefully. Beep. And, and, as Chris let that S bomb, we don't, it doesn't bother us, but just so you guys know, you know, guys and gals that coach baseball, they're regular guys. Yeah. Um, look, look, I never played baseball. Okay. But Tim got me involved and said, Hey, I think you could probably coach these kids, Yeah. you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm an insurance agent. I've been an insurance agent for 22 years. Right. I mean, what Tim, you, you work in the it sector, right? Yeah, Outside I do. Here. I do. Graphic design. Graphic design. Yeah. And what, what do you do outside here? Uh, I'm in finance is the easy way to put it. Yeah, great. Yeah. Okay. Three guys from totally different right. areas. I mean, you played ball as a kid. I didn't. I did. I loved I loved okay. it. Yeah. So so there's not a cookie cutter way. You don't have to have played in the minor leagues or coach previously to get involved, but get involved. Yeah. Okay. Get involved doing something. You know, um, it is very rewarding as Chris, oh, Chris and Tim and I can attest to. Yeah. I mean, it's extremely rewarding. And again, it's, it's not... If you go out and you're not good at it, well, then grow at it, right? I mean, I think a lot right. of the coaches that, I mean, I'm sure you gentlemen are the same way, 
it's like I take pride in learning how to be a better coach. Oh, yeah. I mean, like you learn, and it's not just necessarily baseball drills, but again, it's a little bit of that spark sports psychology, a little bit of, you know, John Wooden pulled in a lot of little of this, and you just start kind of shaping your your own path in how you do and it. And develop right? a tree of mentors. Yeah. Oh, that's a key. Yeah. But, so I coached with Tim first, but then he went to Thousand Oaks, and I thought, oh God, what am I going to do? <laughs> I, I did, and so I, I him and I talked about it, and I said, well, the, the hell with it. I'll take a team. But I swear, three times a week, I'm on the phone with him. How do I do this? How do I do that? Develop a tree of mentors that can help you, yeah. guide you. Uh, certainly, how have, have Tim has for me. Yeah, yeah. And I, even when I took over as a president, I, Alan Thompson, who was the president before me, was has been has still been nothing but absolutely helpful. You know, I'll say I'll call him up and be like, Alan, I got a question for you. Like, what about this? You know, and and so he's been helpful. But I mean, that's true in every walk of life, right? Especially if you're coaching, you know, like especially, yeah. Ask. I mean, ask questions, learn, develop, right? Like, push it. You don't have all the answers. No one wants you to have all, or assumes you have all the answers. Um, especially the younger you are. Obviously, as you get older, you kind of start solidifying more of that knowledge right. and more of that baseball. And but when you're younger, man, just ask questions. Like, figure out what you don't know. You know. That's right. So, yeah. That is correct. <laughs> so we're probably we're probably we're probably eating up uh, a lot of time here, uh, which is good. Let me tell you because part of our part of our podcast is, you know, we're just three guys talking about baseball. Yeah, this is fun. Right? This is fun. I've never again. I've never done this before. This is like yeah, a, yeah. You're, you know. um, every every guest we bring on says that same thing, and 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 they're always like, <laughs> you're number you, know, two. you know, yeah, he's number two, right? Of the thousands <laughs> of uh, guests, but yeah. but but they the the one thing. Um, people, people are, are drawn to it. They want to come and talk baseball. Yeah. And uh, we'll have, we'll have you on again, Chris. Um, you yeah, know, we'll please. have Chris's full, full bio, um, on, on our website. Um, sure. you know, if you want to ask Chris questions, you could reach out to him at yeah. Thousand Oaks Little League. Yeah. My, Easy my, to find. my email is up on the website. Just look for, uh, look for my name. Yeah. And uh, my contact And if you live there. in the Conejo Valley area and your kid wants to play baseball, yeah. especially T-ball. I mean, everybody's welcome, obviously, but we're, we're you know, T-ball coach pitch are the ones that we always have a hard oh, time yeah. finding. Yeah. They're so little and you, even well, though we know all you know, the schools they go to, we can never get a hold of them, you know? So, right. <laughs> <laughs> so you got five, four or five, six year olds want to come play baseball at Thousand Oaks Little League. Is, and, C, and honestly, and if you're not in our borders, CVLL is great too. So. Yeah, there. Stacy Hibbard's the president over there. He's a yeah. great, great guy. Lots so. of baseball out there. Yeah. Lots of baseball. Yeah. So I'm um, just briefly, quickly. Um, sure. What's been the most rewarding part of being uh, a, the president, you know? Not a, not the manager and sure. not a former board, but just running the whole thing. What you see, yeah, and you and it's kind of like your your little you know empire or whatever. When you see yeah. the, the successes of the of the league and, and families just really enjoying their time there. Yeah, um, we love seeing the families that hang out after their games are done yes. or before their games start. Um, I lovingly call this group of there's a group of boys that is now ever expanding and I, I jokingly call it our litmus test, right? It's like our environment tester. Right, right. And we have these kids who hang out and they play and they run around and they're playing wiffle ball and they're going hanging to the snack in the snack shack, shack. In the Gatorade, yeah. Right. They're Throwing those the kids all around too. Yeah, 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 football, whatever it is. I call them the toll bums, right? Because they hang out at toll all day and it's it's phenomenal. I mean, it's that to me is is one of the most rewarding parts. Is like, okay, we've created this environment that again was was that we're, you know, standing on the shoulders of giants from. So it's not like we built this thing from the ground up, but the little touches that we've added and, and included into this environment now, where you see these kids who are comfortable playing with their friends, being down at the, you know, at, being down at the fields, you know, playing again, free from when they're actually on the field playing ball. And it's, it's great to see. It really is. Um, 
you know, I love, you know, c- competitive baseball is great and everyone wants competitive baseball, but that's not the end of the story, right? It, no, it's just a it's, small part of it. Right. It's a very, very small part of it. Competitive baseball is phenomenal. And of course we've got this proud history at Toll and, but it's just a teeny smidgen of what we do down there. And, you know, you always want those great teams, but you know, it doesn't, again, that doesn't define us. So, so there's a little small, like these small things, right? Like seeing just the families that are happy, teams that are getting along. You've got the kids that are growing, kids who maybe didn't want to play. And you talk to mom and dad and they're like, well, the kid doesn't really want to play. And then you see them three weeks in and they're having a great time and they love it. And it's like, though it's, that's, that would, that's the stuff that I really enjoy being down there. You know, a the friend president. of ours, um, Chad Boyd, he's, he's going to, you're going to be on the show soon, Chad, so don't get any ideas of running. But he, <laughs> he grew up here in the, in the West San Fernando Valley, okay. played at West Hills, played out at El Camino, got drafted okay. by the Oakland Athletics, okay. played professionally for three or four years. And what he always tells people is, you know, my fondest memories of baseball were 12 and under, yeah, playing buns up at, on the wall, yeah. throwing the football around the yep. field, and just being there all day, yeah. watching my friends play. Yeah, that's fun. where you meet your friends. You know, I think yeah. Ashitel, yeah, uh, pointed that out. Was that in club ball, you show up and you leave. Yeah. Right. You know, the, you know, little league or, or you know, pony league as well is, you know, you're, you're meeting your friends yeah. at, at T-ball and coming all the way up. Famous uh, umpire, Danny Klein. We're going to have you on too, buddy. Um, <laughs> he's got, he's got the best punch out you've ever heard. You know, he'll give the, he'll, it's the ha, ha. Yeah. <laughs> the kids love him, right? In fact, one day I had all the kids imitate him for him. And he loved him. <laughs> But anyway, he, he said something to me, I don't know, maybe six months ago, and he's watched, you know, Dante and Jeremy, my two guys, grow up. And he says, you know what it is, is when you come to Pony or Little League, it's it's an experience. It's an yeah. all-day experience. It's not a game. It it's is. a day. Yeah. And you're playing with kids you go to school with, and, you know, you're yeah. just, you're, it's just, it, you can't beat it. No, no, you really can't. I had I had a parent last year come up to me whose kid also plays club. And they said, this is the stuff you can't replicate. No, you can't. And I said, no, exactly right. Remember, and, and Tim, you know Friday Night Lights. We do Friday Night Lights right. uh, yeah, like tw- two or three times a year. We, we bring lights in at a very big expense, quite frankly. But we plan the lights for three Friday nights. And it's phenomenal. I mean, it is it is great. And, um, yeah, one of the dads, this dad came up to me and said, yeah, this is this is something you can you cannot. This is Little League. Like, you can't replicate this anywhere. And it's like, yeah, that that's the environment. You and know? the kids... Love it. The first oh. time they step out there and oh, the lights, it's, cool. it's like, you know, they're getting introduced, you know, and you got the, the I think it was the coach pitch. Yeah. The little the you team know, up. So you, you team yeah. up with, you know, you warm up with these little kids and That's they get introduced great. with yeah. these kids. We had one of the kids as our uh, a bat boy, yep. you know, tiny, and he took it seriously. <laughs> he loved it. You know, little ones usually on do. On top of it. Oh, and yeah. it's like the home run derby at sunrise. You oh, know, yeah. all the younger yep. kids. They do it. So it's like Friday Night Lights, okay. but they just do the home run derby, and all the little kids are just bragging about whose ball they caught. Yeah, you know, if, if say you know, player X hits the home run, and yeah. he's like really well known as a good twelve-year-old. You know, the the seven-year-olds, eight-year-olds is like, I got his ball. Yeah, you, you know, know it's crazy. Uh, so my older boy won the home run derby in his twelve-year-old um, year when he was aging out, and the next. That, that was a Friday night, right? And it's Saturday, he had a game. Yeah. And there were kids waiting, and he hit two home runs the next day, right? <laughs> that helps. They, they, <laughs> they got the balls, and, and um, 
they asked him to sign the ball. Yeah. Like, like he's Mike Trout out there, you know, yeah. it's, it's just, so the atmosphere is amazing. Yeah, it, it is. If, and if you do it right, it's exactly what you guys are talking about. The little ones see the big ones right. and they're like, holy cow. Like, look at these mm -hmm. guys. They look, and they look huge to them. Right. I yeah. mean, you're talking to a seven, 12 to a seven year old, right? This, right. I mean, a huge, huge and, I, difference. and I remember, I mean, I'm sure Timmy did the same thing. I remember sitting over on our acorn one field, which is like the sevens, eights. I remember with Billy's team one year and just looking over at the twelves and just being like, "Holy sh Those shoot!" They're big. They're big. Well, you could say shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, you look over and you're like, "Loose wow. content." Please visit our website. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like you know, that's a lifetime away, yeah, and yeah. now we're my son's going to be a second year major player. You know, right. and it's like now you look at the the seven U's and you're like, "Oh my god, they're teeny." You know, right, right. But the kids think this is obviously the same thing, and it's so cool to have. You know, if you got obviously good kids, good environment, they all see each other and kind of like, okay, now you got your model, you know, right. it's, it's, it's great stuff. I mean, it really, when it's humming and it's mostly humming these days, it is, it's just, the other great. thing I'll encourage all, all parents to do is we, at Sunrise, we have like guys night out, girls night out where you're just going and, you know, getting a cocktail or seeing a movie Yeah, and it just, it, it brings the community together. It does. Yeah. Movie night too. Was movie good. night. Yeah. Movie night's great. Yeah. yeah. We tried to do bowling this last year. Like as an, it was a fundraiser, but also a night out. Yeah, like, sure, so, sure. so we did a golf tournament. Oh, everything should be a fundraiser for the league. Well, <laughs> it should sure. be. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, that's what just, it comes down to. Right. But, but we did, you know, we had a golf tournament that had thrived and then went away. And then we did try to do a poker night several years back that kind of, you know, kind of died on the vine. Yeah. So we brought golf back a couple of years ago and we found obviously it was mostly dads, shockingly. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's a dinner afterwards and some of the moms come back, but most of the dads leave. So it's, you know, you kind of get, excuse me, a small little group. But what we found was so important about it was the camaraderie of it, yes. right? Like, so you get back on the field the next morning, like it was a Friday, I think. So Saturday morning, half the dads are ripped, you know, like <laughs> hung over to death, you know. And, are we going to take infield, coach? Just sit on yeah, the bench. Yeah, just sit on the bench. <laughs> coach is icing his head. Damn, he's but a little can you, get, <laughs> can, you go to the, can you go to the snack shack and ask, ask him for an iced Gatorade. coffee or something? Yeah, so, oh, but, but we found that so the fundraiser aspect may have been a semi bust, but the, the camaraderie was the big part. All these dads had such a good time together. Oh yeah. And so last year we tried to do, we didn't actually do end up doing golf, but we did, um, we did bowling or we tried to do bowling and it yeah. was, a, it was a pain, but th that camaraderie that you're talking about for adults is vital too. Oh my God. Like a hundred percent. You know, oh. you, you, your friends are related to what your kids are doing at this age. Yeah. You know, when you're, when, when your kids are school age, let's say kindergarten through high school, your friends are going to be related to what your kids do. Here, here we are, right? Like more than half the people I talk to on yeah. a regular basis has to do with uh, either school some, yeah. or, or baseball or, baseball or some, or some or connection some, yeah. of a sport or an activity that a kid is doing. And, and that, that is life, yeah. you know, for us uh, guys, you know, guys in their thirties, gals in their thirties and up. You're making lifelong friends too. Yeah, you are. it's very true. Like, and, and even again, in the administrative side, like, um, you know, not to throw out some names, but like these guys, Joseph Dom, who's like my VP, who's now like a really close buddy of mine. Yeah. And, and Brian Hoover is a really good buddy of mine. And, and I mean, I can replicate that over and over again. And it's guys that like, you kind of get, you're like, we're all shared interest. Our kids are at the same, relatively same age. You start kind of working together and you realize, wait, these are great people we're working with here, right. you know? And it's, it's, yeah. It's, well, they, they got off their butts yeah. and volunteered. Yeah. Right. And yep. there's something about those folks like yeah. us, like them. Yeah, it's amazing. You're speaking of the volunteers. It's amazing. You have your initial team meeting where you introduce yourself to the parents yeah. and you can kind of tell who's going to help and who isn't because, yeah. you know, you're, you're kind of 
scanning out oh, who's yeah. listening. Who you know, as soon as you start talking about volunteering and see the ones that start going. Yeah, tell them about their phone. Yeah. Like. No, I, I used to. They have a rule now at Sunrise. You have to be on the field to do evaluations. But I, I used to tell Tim this. I used to actually put the notes away and just go in the stands. Okay. To see the parents. Oh yeah. Hear what the parents are saying, right? Oh yeah. Because you're drafting. Remember this, guys and gals. You're drafting the family, not 100%. just the kid. Yeah. So. Well, yeah, our double A team. You know, we had a kid that was really good, but the the father was. A little intense. Yeah. A little. Yeah. <laughs> that was one of the reasons I, you know, sort of stepped back. Um, and then don't, just, and don't, uh, don't do what Tim did. Don't, don't let it discourage you, you know, because eventually he got wait, back. Wait, wait, wait. I, <laughs> I wasn't discouraged. I just, am I doing this, you know, the right oh, way? Oh, you were saying anymore? you stepped back and questioned yourself. Well, yeah, it was kind of ah, like, gotcha. you know, am I trying to keep the parents happy or the, you know, where's... You know, I just started to get frayed a little bit. I think bit, you yeah, handled I think that season you handled it well. Yeah, so I just I took a season off, you know. Helps sometimes. Right. It does. I mean, again, I think then, you know, my argument to you, Tim, is like you're doing it right, right? You're like you start self-analyzing, and you don't want to go too far, but at the same time you start thinking, okay, what do I, what do I, you know, what what's going on here, right? Like mm-hmm. is, it, is, is the parent, a, I'll use the word again, a shit bag, or am I doing something wrong, you know? So. Yeah, and it's, you know, you can't, please everybody especially no. the parents because you're there to do your you know job yep. essentially to, yep. to manage this team and if i you know I, personally i started letting the parents get to me a little bit so that's when i took, took the break. time yeah. off yeah i mean that's tough i mean think about that no volunteers should ever take time off because of parents yeah ever yeah yeah and i mean that's what it was and even the last year i was at, at toll was just we had a lot of things going on and it just what i didn't feel like i did a good job at all well, you yeah. had you had a the tough total, situation there. Yeah, and then you know Spencer's mom was dealing with the second time breast cancer yep. the whole the whole season. Yeah. And By the way, if you have a a kid uh, this this during during October, try to get them to wear pink armbands or socks. Yes. We yeah. do it for our club team. Yeah. Uh, just in support of Breast Cancer Month. Yeah. Awareness Month. Nice plug, there, nice. Yeah, it's a it's a good reminder. My uh, my sister sent me a picture of her my nephew playing soccer today with his pink socks on up in Portland. Yeah. Our guys like, are all in pink yeah. <laughs> over the weekend. It looked great. Yeah. yeah, no, it was, yeah. Every, they all turned out too. You know, it's good. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good, it's a good reminder. Again, more, there's life to more than baseball or there more is. to life than baseball. There is. So we'll, 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 uh, I think we'll wrap up here and Chris, let you get back to your life. Sure. Um, I appreciate it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, look, what little I have left of it. <laughs> we, we can, we can talk baseball and, and youth sports all day. Oh yeah. So plan on coming back uh, three weeks. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I appreciate you guys having me. Seriously. Yeah, thank no, you. I mean, no, it's, yeah. it's, it's fun. Like, you know, I've, I've never done anything like this before. So it's, it's fun to sit down talk baseball. And yeah, I mean, look, we're going to have a lot of repeat guests, but at least like every the beginning or end of a season. Yeah. Want to find out how your season went and, and uh, you know, we're going to, this will all be, available on uh, third to first podcast cool. on Instagram um, and on our website. Excellent. I just, I, thanks for just giving me a sequence. I need to edit out. You also can work with friends of ours. <laughs> you have work with friends that are jerks. <laughs> no, you know, we, Tim and I go way back and we always have fun with it. So, that's um, awesome. Thanks for uh, being with us, Chris. We yeah, appreciate for it. Us. Closing message to, to maybe parents. some parents that have a four-year-old that they're thinking about Little League um, or, or Pony League. 
I don't know if they start at four, but yeah, they do. They, they do. do. Um, it just. Yeah, I mean, what I, would you say to I think them my, I think my, I've gotten more philosophical about it all, right? Like, remember your kids are four. Remember they're five. Remember they're twelve. They're gonna grow. They're gonna develop. They're gonna make mistakes. Hopefully, they learn from those mistakes. And I think that's a big part of what parents need to realize with baseball, right? Like, again, it's a mistake-driven game. Guide them, help them. You know, get get them get them the 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 support they need, not only at home but on the field, right? Like, and it's. <laughs> failure is never final. So, yeah. you know, ever. So, and, and, you know, it's, you know, I've been around, you know, I've been a baseball guy since I was like two or three years old, you know? Yeah. First thing I listened to the radio was Vince Coley. Oh yeah. Watching the 74 Dodgers lose in the world series. That's my <laughs> earliest memory of baseball. Yeah. And it stuck with me the whole time. I never thought I would be on a field. Yeah. Until Spencer wanted to play. Yeah. And all the things, all the failures, all the ups and downs, everything about the kid being in these team sports is totally worth it. You know, it's one hundred percent worth it if you if if you're if you're there with them going through the whole and thing. So like you're, you're gonna, just saying you're gonna have two types of parents, right? The ones that played and then um if you're like me, the I played football, right? I didn't play baseball, but it was like a whole new a hobby for me. Yeah. Right. I, I couldn't get enough of it. So we encourage you, the three of us get out there, volunteer, uh, reach out to your local league, hundred uh, percent. reach out to one of us. Information will be available on our website. Um, and we can guide you. All right. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, Chris. Thank you, gentlemen. I really appreciate really, it. Yeah. It's a good time. Yeah. Good thank time. you. Visit us at uh, third to first.com. Uh, and on our Instagram, third to first underscore podcast. And thousand Oaks little league is at the website. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, we'll pretty sure, we'll I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it's tolittleleague.com. We'll post it for yeah. you. I have it right here. Okay. Okay. Perfect. Thank you. Tolittleleague.com. <laughs> I should if know you, that though. I mean, yeah. I really should. <laughs> if you live in the area, see you out there. Yeah.